Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's tuning in. Check us out. We're up on YouTube now. Like and subscribe. I've got to say that. It's what you say when you got things on YouTube. So with Big Honker Podcast on YouTube, all episodes will be going to there in their visual form. Ah, rejoice, ladies and gentlemen, because the Looking Glass Duck Club has fired back up. They're rocking and rolling, Jeffrey. Doing two episodes a month, I believe is what it is for now. And then the pressure will be on, and then we'll be up to and four. And the pressure will be on. There'll, and, there'll be a once-a-week podcast before it's all said and done. They'll cave. They'll cave. I was the insider on this, and he never <laughs> gave, me any comp, gave me no credit on this at all. And I told you. Like, you did. Jeff, you don't know, Jeff. You don't. Jeff knows. Jeff you, knows. You called it. You called it about a month ago. You said they'll they'll be back. Yep. I thought you were just being a prick tease to all these people. No, but, I, I had vital information. But they are back. You can check them out. You have to pay via Patreon, and then you can get access to old episodes, new episodes, and all that stuff. The bourbon reviews are free uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, but they are back, and a lot of people are excited. So go check them out. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Also, we're brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. It is beautiful, beautiful whiskey. Ships straight to your door. You, if you can't find it at your liquor store, all you got to do is go to their website, Bangtail Whiskey, and they will deliver it to you. It is it is very, very good whiskey. Brandon Bing done a great job on his whiskey. It's very, very popular and growing and gets shipped to you directly, so bangtailwhiskey.com. It's very smooth and has a nice finish. They should call it the Andy. Let's, let's maybe they'll name one after you. Next, let's talk about Stanfield Hunting Outfitters real quick. I'm not going to plug much about us. I've got some specials that I'm running. Holler at me. I'm going to do a three man hunt. December 14, 15, and 16. Three man, big honker podcast hunt. Be three morning goose hunts, lodging, breakfast, or lodging and meals for a thousand dollars a person. You got to hunt all three days. That's December 14, 15, and 16. And that's it, StanfieldHuntingOutfitters.com, or just holler at me, but it's going to be opening. I've got a spot for 8 to 12 guys. Can't beat it. That's come what, out and see us. Yep, come be, see us. Hopefully we get some old man winter, old man winter and uh, be nice. Goose Creek Retrievers. Woo! Goose Creek Retrievers. We had Matt Peel on not too long ago. Um, they've got a program for every dog of every age of every skill set. I mean, if you're – if you've got that new puppy and you're not wanting to do all the uh, housebreaking and potty training and all that stuff, Matt's got a program. You can send them up there and they'll take care of it. Um, other than that, they've—I mean—they're training dogs all the time, field trial dogs, hunt test dogs, and uh, just regular old working dogs. So check them out at Goose Creek Retrievers and uh, tell them that the Big Honker Podcast Boys sent you. But it is time to get your dog ready. It's hunting season will be here. I guess uh, waterfowl season's only about, what, six months away? Oh, no, it's closer to Five now. months away if you talk about uh, September, September 1. September 1, basically. So we're a little bit under. That's actually not much time. So if, you, uh, if you're needing your, your dog trained, you better get on the horn. 138 days. That's not many, but... Just enough time for new puppies. Check them out, Goose Creek Retrievers. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. So if you do decide to do this alone and you're going to train your Fido all by yourself, you need some tools. Gundog Outdoors has a new bumper that uh, I would highly recommend you looking at. They've also got safety equipment for your dog. They've got a quick-release system, which I think every dog uh, I think every dog owner should have in their arsenal because all it takes is one-time breaking, and it's a bad day all of a sudden. So um, They've got a field trauma kit that I highly recommend everybody have in their hunting bag or in their pickup. Uh, stop, stop, uh, stop the bleeding, stay warm, 
whatever you need. It kind of covers all your bases. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and uh, take care of your four-legged hunting buddy. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls. BHP 25 will save you 25% off at checkout. It's turkey season. They've got a brand new crystal slate out, and that thing purrs the turkey love language. You can go to PacificCustomCalls.com. Um, they're also kind of reworking the 206, which is a Lesser Canada call that I really, really like. That's my go-to Canada call. And uh, that will drop uh, summertime. So they got a lot of cool things going on over at Pacific Calls. But like I said, it is turkey season, and uh, you need a new one. This new crystal slate is the kitten's mitten. So check them out at PacificCustomCalls.com. And let's go over to Blind Grass. Not just a grass company. Nope. When you... If you're in a boat or in water, dry bags, gun bags, anything that will keep your your valuables dry is what you need, and they have all that. And they also have grass systems for your damn layout blinds, your boat, whatever it is. It's not going to get heavy. It's not going to mold, and it's at blindgrass.com. And it, it'll save you having to rebrush your blind every day. So it's a synthetic material. It goes right onto your blind just like regular grass, but it doesn't break and it doesn't rot, and uh, it's 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 what you need to do your uh, A-frame or your boat once and forget about it. So check them out at blindgrass.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the leader in silhouette manufacturing 2021. It's time to get skinny, right, Jeff? Yep, go to the Squad Fest, get skinny. They call it being a Stanfield now, <laughs> getting skinny. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, they've, they've got everything. They've got everything from silhouettes to floaters, uh, you name it, they've got it. <clears throat> and, uh, the bags are, it's, it's what set them apart in my mind from other silhouette companies, because I like to say organized and dive bomb just facilitated that. So check them out. Dive bomb industries and, you know, come to squad fish June 10th, 11th and 12th in St. Louis and come by and see us. Get entered into the calling contest, a lot of prizes. So or the cornhole throwing contest. Whatever. Some more my speed. Yeah. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Boss Tom. Oof. Does it do a number on them? It is ugly, ugly, ugly what Boss Tom does to that to that gobbler at the end of your barrel. They also sell bismuth, copper plated bismuth. And do not wait until the last minute to get your shotgun shells ordered this year. Um, with some of the shortages that we've seen and su- the supply chain being broken, if you wait till the last minute, you might not get shotgun shells. So go to BossShotShells.com and get what you're going to need for turkey season. Uh, my understanding is they did not make just a whole lot of Boss Tom. So if you want some of that, you better get on the horn with Brandon or Meg and get it coming your way at BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it ain't the duck. All made here in Texas. That's how I start my morning every day, with a fresh cup of the duck. High velocity. Gets my day going just right. They'll ship it straight to your door. You can support the Dirty Duck Coffee family and uh, start your morning off right with Dirty Duck Coffee. They also have good-looking swag there at Dirty Duck. They've got uh, a shirt that's really, really cool. Got Mr. Clint Eastwood. It's a Missouri boat ride shirt and uh, would look good in any hunting collection. So check them out, Dirty Duck Coffee. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck, the best A-frame on the market. By far, four grown men. They've also got some of the best spinners that I've ever seen. They're waterproof, works with the remote. 
Uh, no more having to get up to turn it on. No more. If it takes a plunge, you can't use it anymore. They figured it out. Lucky Duck is the way to go. They also sell turkey decoys. So if you're into that uh, turkey hunting, check them out, luckyduck.com. All right, this episode of the podcast, Jeff's back from Fat Camp. He just slammed the door. Leaving out of here. What a prick. Uh, he's back from Fat Camp. He got his stomach stapled shut, and uh, we talk about his experience in Tijuana, Mexico, where he went to participate in this surgery. So buckle up. It's a fun podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Here we go. I'm good, thank you. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast, brought to you by my good friends at Gundog. This is Jeff Stanfield. This is Andy Shaver, the world famous. The world. I see. I wasn't even gonna bring that up. You the did this time. world famous. You got to lean into things, Jeff. Did you? You just got to lean into. You just got to lean into it. Um, glad to be back in right free Knox City, Texas. The riding in Minneapolis again. Well, some things never change. Some things never change. I just don't get it i don't understand people in society but every time an officer shoots someone of color they think they need to burn and still get a flat screen tv how many fucking flat screen tvs do you need all of them i guess every room's got one well it's the only way you it's the only way you can do it but i don't even know that i don't even know exactly i don't know a detail to what happened in minneapolis but i'm gonna just take a guess i'm gonna guess it was someone that was gonna be an engineer or doctor had their whole life in front of them only been in trouble 14 15 times only have a police record that's about two miles long, and they were innocently accosted by a police officer. Somehow they did not listen when he said to put your hands behind your back, or keep your hands up, and then he was shot while he was doing nothing, but then everybody's going to burn shit down because the poor black guy. This isn't in response to the George Floyd? No, this is a whole new incident that happened yesterday Ooh. in Minneapolis. It's all Ooh. new shit. But it's the same shit. It's the same story played out every time it happens. <coughs> right. You know, every, you hear about it, but then all of a sudden, after it's all said and done, you find out, oh, you know what? The officer did the right thing. Yeah. You mean that officer wants to go home to his family? Sure. I have no clue what happened. The, now, and on the flip side of that, I saw a uh, soldier, the guy, black guy got pulled over, and he got a, the cops pretty shitty to him for no reason, I don't think. I, didn't, I don't know the whole story on that either, but the video I saw of it showed him not doing, he was, didn't do anything wrong. So there are some bad police officers out there, but it, it's not worth going and doing all the shit they do. And the media just builds that shit up because they want all that division in this country. Mm -hmm. And by God, they're getting it. Every time. I have a question for you. <clears throat> Uh-oh. We're going to go straight deep into this shit. Uh-oh. Let's think about this today. And this is going to probably piss some people off. Well. How come if you go to small town America, which is 90%, Honkies. Uh -huh. How comes there's not a lot of crime and problems there? Um, so, 
where crime is the worst is where economic differences are the greatest. Small towns have huge economic differences. Not, Our town does. Not really. Oh, we've got some some You've very some wealthy poor, people, and we've got lots of poor people. We've got more poor people than wealthy people. Yeah, but the, the disparity is not very great. Or is it people just respect each other? <clears throat> Could be. But I mean, have you? I noticed mean, and, that? And, and it might be it might be harder to um, hurt somebody that you know. But you go to the ghetto, mm-hmm. which is predominantly people of color. Well, they're also in a place where the income disparity is greatest I, because I you've got a lot of millionaires and you got a lot of people that are stacked up at zero. I, I, the more that people are stacked up at zero, that's when they just that's when you see violence. So that's that's why you think <clears throat> that there's a huge if everybody's poor. Or if everybody's rich, like if you look at uh, different countries where everybody's poor, there's no crime. If you look at places where everybody's rich, there's no crime. But you get to a place where the pendulum swings the greatest, that's where you see the most violent crimes. Where in the world do we have a country that's all poor and nobody's wealthy? Fucking Africa. Everybody's yeah, poor. No, there's, there's, they've got warlord. They've got people that have money, but they've got the other people suppressed so bad. But you're saying that 95% of the people are in the same economic background. Yes. But see, you go to, I'm, we're gonna, we'll call Grant, Nebraska. I've been there okay. one time. Grant, Grant Nebraska's got 1,000, 2,000 people maybe. I don't, I don't even know, have a clue. I'll bet they don't have much crime. Probably not. There's not much crime in Knox City. No. Well, it just kind of depends on the oil field. But, but we have some crime, but we don't have a lot of crime. Right. But you go to... And it's also where you got to go. Where I, you the know what? Are. You're, you're probably right because I bet if you go to small town Alabama, which will be 50%, 60% black people probably living there, probably they probably have the same crime situations we do. So you're, you're probably right on that. But small right. towns, there's just not, well, excuse me. <laughs> but small towns just don't have the crime issues. Right. But you, get, you put a bunch of people in the ghetto, and then everybody's a drug dealer or a cooker. Selling shit, or it's an innocent people trying to get the fuck out of there. Right, but it's just, it's just, it's one of those things where they, there's a lot of fuckheads. But I th- and I think a lot of things with small towns, it's um, you know your neighbor, so it's a little bit harder to hurt them or steal from them. For some people, for some people, it's obviously not. But um, that's that's the allure to small towns. Everybody knows everybody's business, and good everybody or, tries to get good along, or bad. Yes, yeah. And if you got someone shithole, you try to run them out of town. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we push them. Yes, but to the, Dallas. The, the deal in Minneapolis is just every fucking time. I get so sick and tired of that. I, I want and what gets me is the, the the black leaders that come out for these people. Like like this this case in Minneapolis. I still think the cops going to get off. I don't think he murdered the guy. I think he was a bad police officer. I, I th- yeah, the I think, George Floyd. Yeah, the George Floyd case. I think he did the bad job as an officer. But I think Derek Chauvin or, or George Floyd died of fucking fentanyl. Exactly what I think happened. And I think in a true case, if he got a true trial, they would show that he died from a drug overdose. I just don't know how you're going to find somebody that's not a fair and impartial juror. You're not. At this point. Like, it was so publicized. Everybody has Facebook. Like, I, I don't know how they found somebody, people for the OJ trial, that could, with a straight face, say, like, they know very little about the case. They, they, they do. Because I think, I've never, knock on wood, I've never been selected to a jury, but I think you're supposed to, like, not have... An opinion on the case. Yeah, but and it, you're not really supposed to know it. To, today's age, a big case like that's going to happen. Um, did you see that the, I just read it, so I know you probably didn't, but uh, uh, the 100 top CEOs in America of the top 100 companies yeah. are on a big conference call today to stand up again to, for voters' rights. 
<laughs> Listen, dickheads, if you want to do what voters' rights are, showing a fucking ID to vote is not fucking, that's not against your right. Every one of you cocksuckers has to show a, a picture ID when you join that fancy country club you're a member of. So what? don't pull that shit. And if you think that you're going to pull the rug out of the 75 million people that voted for Trump, you're fucking wrong. And I heard Coca-Cola sales are really down right now. I've not had a Coke since the Be Less White uh, thing came out. I and I was a Coke drinker. Like, I, Coke was my thing. And I've switched to Pepsi. I won't drink. I saw a picture of a grocery store in um, somewhere in the Metroplex, and it showed the Coke aisle. Mm-hmm. Pepsi products were all gone. All the Coke aisles were full. Right. And I mean, and, and listen, I'm not for the, I'm not I'm not for the cancel culture. Like, if Coca Cola wants to go down this road, do it by themselves. That's fine. But I don't have to support them. But and and Zach brought up a good point. Like, how does how does how does the boycott differ from like the cancel culture? It's the same thing. It's just the other You're side. You're just standing on the other side. That's exactly <laughs> right. Um, but I, but, but I'm not for the cancel culture. But at the same time, no, I'm sick of these. I'm these companies. canceling. I'm canceling Coca Cola. It's kind of I and I, Delta and whatever, whoever the fuck else. Like through through all this through COVID, I've realized I don't need a lot of shit. No, I don't need these companies. I had a. Um, a conversation with a black lady in Mexico that would have made your mother very nervous. Mm-hmm. We discussed the all-star game in Atlanta where she was from. Right. She's a teacher, a principal of a school, really nice lady. And we talked about the, the voter issue mm-hmm. in the baseball game. And I told her, I said, I think Major League Baseball made a huge mistake. Sure. I said, first, I said, they're getting in politics, and they should have learned their lesson last year when the Black Lives Matter issue killed their sport. A lot of it. Or NBA, the NBA. They should have taken a NBA. page out of that. NBA is a little different because NBA's demo, dem, demographics Demographic. are right. black but, people and people of color and young people. Right. Young people and people I'll of color with, are, go with that. are okay with all the Black Lives Matter. Baseball makes their living off of people like me who will take their family or their grandkids or someone like you that's going to take your kids. And if you and Jesse take the two boys and y'all go to a baseball game, time you get out of Dallas to go see a Ranger game and get a hotel room, you're going to spend a thousand fucking dollars. Right. Yeah. I mean, pretty close. Yeah. You know, not counting getting free tickets and shit that we probably would, but just the overall family is going to spend a thousand dollars. Well, your poor person that's making ten dollars an hour is not spending a thousand dollars to take their family to a baseball game. Right. So they're already pushing away their, 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 the the people that are paying their bills. Then it's over showing a voter ID. You know, that's all it is showing a driver's license to prove who you are to vote. I don't understand why that's a fucking issue. You know, do you making, know anybody without a driver's license? No, I don't. Yeah, I do too. Who uh, did, Ed, did it get Ed, taken away though? Everyone, everybody I know. Yes, I've dealt. He with can't a, vote anyway. Yeah, he can. He just has to show his his uh, reg, his uh, card. Are we talking about the same person? Ed. Yeah. Why couldn't he vote? He's a felon. Yeah, that that's that you. You might be right. I think there's some felons. Can no, vote, he though. told me he can't vote. Okay, well then he couldn't vote. But he, but he still had a picture ID. Yeah. He had a state issued picture ID. And but yes, I have dealt with more than a couple of people that have had their driver's license removed. Right. But every one of them had an ID. Right. I deal I deal with people in court all the time that come in that have a picture ID. I don't have a driver's license and they're in a vehicle and somebody got in trouble and they, they have their ID and they'll have their state ID number written down on their ticket. I see it a lot. But they have a deal because they have they they can't they can't function in society without that. Even if you go use your debit card a lot of places they say I need to see an ID. Mm-hmm. And so they have to show an ID. They don't bitch. I've yet to ever see anybody at a grocery store bitch and they say, uh, can I see an ID, please, with your debit card? They may go, oh, God damn, so bitch, I'm in here all the right. time. But they, they show it, you know? 
Never one time has anyone said, it's racist for you to show me my, to make you prove who I am. Oh, well, if that's Jack Smith's debit card, we want to make sure you're Jack Smith and not taking his fucking money. You know, that's what it's all about. But anyways, me and this lady talked about this. And, um. What did she say? She, she, she's a Democrat. Okay. And, um, but not a big fan of Joe Biden and the Democratic Party right now at all. <laughs> well, at all. What's her, what's her big issue? Being lied to. Oh. And uh, just everything in the country and everything they're doing, everything they said they're not going to do, they've done. Everything Trump told them that they were going to do, that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, she she told me she goes, I you know I, I want to I don't want people suppressed from voting. I said showing an ID is not suppression. I said if I go to your elementary school, do I have to show an ID when I come in the door? Yes, you do. So you're suppressing me from these said, beautiful little children. Is that racist? She goes, no. I said trying to keep kids safe, right? She said yes. I said, we're trying to keep our voting safe. Just vote who's supposed to vote. We don't care if 10 million people vote, but we want 10 million legal votes. You know, it's not fair that we don't. We got 380,000 votes in Georgia that are illegal votes, and Biden won by 11,000 votes, and they've counted those 380,000. And guess who all 385,000 are for? They're for Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. You take them out in those five states they did it, and Trump's president. You know, and I, and, and I told her, I said, I'm not arguing that. What the, the, we're going to have a Democratic president for f- three more years. I'm not arguing that part at all. I'm just saying we've got to have rules and laws. And, and we agreed on basically everything. I said, doesn't it, don't you find it kind of funny, though, that the, the, the Major League Baseball's commissioner, they take it out of Georgia and they send it to Denver. Where it's all white people. 90% white people. Yeah. You know? So all those black-owned businesses, Atlanta is the, what's the word I'm looking for, the pinnacle of black success. Right. It is a town with successful black people everywhere you look. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there's not successful black people everywhere because there are. But Atlanta, that's 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 their town. You know, if you go to Atlanta, it's black doctor, black lawyer. When you watch one of uh, Tyler Perry's movies mm-hmm. and it's all black everything, well, that's because that's what Atlanta is. And so you're going to take that away from them and starve all them businesses out of $100 million worth of business and take it to cracker bed california to be colorado and i said that doesn't make sense and the fucking guy that's the commissioner of major league baseball is a member of augusta national a country club that has one black member i think <laughs> and one woman uh yeah the fucking hypocrites peter schiff had a really good tweet it says when our republic was formed voting was not a right there is no right to vote in the bill of rights voting is a privilege restricted by age poll taxes literacy test what Voting was a privilege restricted by age, poll taxes, literacy tests, property own, ownership, etc. The goal was an informed and responsible electorate, not maximum participation. The goal of an election is good government. It's better to have a good government elected by a minority than a bad one elected by a majority. I'd rather not qualify to vote personally and have others elect a good government than participate in the process of electing a bad one. Boy, and we have got a shithole one now. Woo. But, I mean, and it's just, and now they're wanting to lower the voting age to 16. 16. Yeah, so they're you can have a bunch morons. of. Yeah, they're fucking stupid. These, and, are, these are kids that were eating Tide Pods last year. And, and that's who you want voting? Yeah, and sending now, did you, the state of New York. Now, I want to know who these dipshit fucking uh, politicians are in New York that think it's okay to give illegal families 15000 fucking dollars. fifteen grand. Now, if you think my fat ass is going to go to Vietnam and they're going to write me a check for fifteen grand for living down there, you've lost your mind. 
But we're going to give a family 15. You get to come to America, the greatest place on earth. We're going to give you food. We're going to give you or food stamps. We're going to give you government housing, free medical. Now, we're going to make the American citizen, we're going to make him pay for all that shit. No, well, I shouldn't say that, not all of them. But if you're an American citizen and you work and you pay taxes, you got to pay for everybody else's free shit. Yeah. But if you're not a citizen here, you're going to get 15000 fucking dollars. That's ridiculous. And it's just something that the, the, the libs just push this shit. Well, and that'll that'll entice more people to come over here illegally trying to buy votes. Did you see the video of the kid that they left him? Who left him? The the people, the coyotes, the group that he was with. Oh, and he was crying and they found him. Yeah, that's sad. It's horrible. I feel sorry for those kids. Um, But yeah, I think the from talking to a lot, I talked to a lot of people in California and I talked politics to a bunch of them. I asked them, you know. You, and, and actually, I found a lot of Trump supporters in California, but I also found a lot of people that are very unhappy Democrats there. Lots. I mean, I talked, and I say lots. I talked to twenty people, and I probably talked to ten people that were Democrats that were not that are not happy or impressed with anything the Democrats. And none he's of them, making good on his campaign promises. He's going after the Second Amendment, like he said he would. Yep. Second, no, no amendment is absolute. Wonder what the next one we're gonna get rid of is freedom of press freedom of religion we're already losing the freedom of press now like i wonder which one we're going to target uh next. freedom speech um yeah if he, yeah. he's he's he, and then he's, he's going after running. and then uh court packing he's not running the country oh but barack obama is and yeah. susan rice those are they're, they're running the office right now someone i read a deal yesterday that said that they were already starting to redo the white house to get ready for kamala really yeah i don't know how true that is who but gives a fuck i mean he, knee pads down or I, I guess so that old whore <laughs> and then, like, she's in charge of the border crisis, the shit's going on there, and she's nowhere to be found. She's not even coming to Texas. She's she's having pizza in Chicago or something, ice cream in Chicago. Well, she she deserves to eat. No, I absolutely go go you know binge, but take care of your shit. Yeah, she's not. It's it's a joke. Um, and then United Airlines, you know, they're another one. Now they're saying that they're going to hire, uh, not based off of quali- qualifications, but they're going to hire more women and more people of color. That's exactly who I want flying my fucking Airbus. I want the best pilot. I don't want fucking some some bitch just because no. you're there because of who you, color no. you are or if you got a twat. And I mean, like that's where we're getting to. It's just it's it's not it's not about competency anymore. Well, guess what? I've got my fucking family on the plane. I want the best motherfucker in the cockpit. If he's if he happens if she's a woman, if he's black, if she's black, I don't give a shit. Just get me to where I need to go. Yeah. I want the best but pilot. But don't not hire a good pilot just because he doesn't fit your your quota. My, this has been going on since the 70s with affirmative action. Yeah. And I, I don't know who come up with this grand design of a plan, but I had two instances that I dealt with this growing up. One time, my, they were going to hire a, new, a fire lady in Wichita Falls. And they, had to, they had to hire a woman. And her qualifications was she had to carry a 125-pound dummy down four flights of stairs or up four flights of stairs. But the men had to carry a dummy that weighed 200 pounds. And I'm sure my numbers are off a little bit on the weight. But it, it was a big difference. And I remember my dad telling someone, and at this time my dad weighed 200 and probably 40 pounds. And he was a big, solid man. And with all his equipment on, he was pushing, yeah. he was over 300 pounds. And he's like, what the fuck happens if I get hurt and she's going to pull my ass out? He said, first of all, there ain't a lot of guys here that can pull me down. Right. But I've got a better chance. But she's damn sure not going to pull me down the stairs or pull me or whatever it was. And he goes, that's bullshit. Then a buddy of mine, when I was 18, tried out for the fire department. And they were hiring 10 people. And he was number eight on the list. 
through the test, through everything. Well, he didn't get a job because they had to hire three minorities and two females or something. <coughs> right. And I thought, you know, that's the biggest bunch of shit. Hire the best fucking person. Yeah. If 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 you're gonna hire ten people and you got ten women are the best ten candidates and hire them ten win ten women. But I don't know how you because. Okay, so the arg- I guess the argument is that these women and people of color are not given a fair shake. So, but I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know. It's a it's a fucking slippery road. I think people just need to get out of the way, hire the best person, and move on. But. Yeah, United Airlines. That's what you're going to have. Awesome. Yeah, and I sign me up. But but those big companies are going to start getting a backlash because people, like Zach said, it's the anti-cancel culture, but it's doing the same thing the cancel culture. People have had enough of that shit. You know, I haven't flown United much because I always think it's a shitty fucking way to fly, anyways. And I've flown a couple times on them, so I don't really care. I usually buy American or Southwest. Well, I think American came out. They're the same fucking way. I'd rather fly Southwest. Unless I have to do business with one of them companies, I'm not doing business with one of them companies. The airlines kind of got you by the balls because there's only four or five of them really that do something. Oh, yeah, they do. So they, they've got you kind of cornered. Uh, but you, like Coke, you can do Spirit. But like Coca-Cola, I ain't fucking Spirit I, Spirit's airlines. fucking horrible. <laughs> That's the worst. Uh, Coca-Cola, uh, they own so many other different products, like Minute Maid, and they own Gold Peak Tea and some other I've things I saw. a single Coke product. That, and that's what we need to do. No, I don't want. I'm with you on that. Fuck you, Coke. No, uh, I don't want. All right, let's dive but in. It's, 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 I don't know. Let's dive into my adventure now, speaking of the border. You did not fly United. I flew Southwest. Southwest, all the way to Tijuana. No, I flew to San Diego. Which is a stone's throw from Tijuana. Eh, a good chip shot. Uh, We went, me and Michelle. Michelle and I. Michelle and I. I have had a battle with weight for about the last seven years. Seven? Yeah, probably seven years. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> we'll go with seven. Well, how long do you think? Uh, it's 2021, uh, 2008. Okay, probably 2008. I'll give that. That's what, six years? So Six years, yeah. Okay, since about 2008, I have gradually gained weight, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's because you guys got older. Mm-hmm. Because before that, you guys were younger, and I coached sports and was active with you guys still. But I've really gained a lot of weight in this COVID deal. I gained about 70 pounds over COVID. It's all our fault. In about a year. No, it's my fault. <clears throat> it's my eating habits, lack of exercise. Uh, it's, it's all my fault. So, anyways, I decided I was going to go have my gut staple shut. So, you can do it in America, which takes six months. Mm-hmm. And you got to go to psychologists for six months and through all this shit. Why? I, fuck, I have no idea. So, and it's going to cost me about 20 grand. Or I can go to Mexico for $5,300. <sighs> 53 dead presidents handed to a hand. So, that's the option that me and Michelle went with. I decided this tornado chasing on Saturday. Did the paperwork on Sunday online. By Monday morning, three weeks ago, today, I was signed up for this. And uh, three weeks ago today, I made up a decision to go, or I guess it would be four weeks today, and I had surgery last Monday. Or we flew Tuesday. in. we flew in on Monday. And we landed in San Diego. That, that I went through a hospital. They pick you up at the airport in San Diego, and they take you across. And this was the scariest thing to me. We didn't have to show any fucking ID going into Mexico. We didn't get stopped. We didn't get checked. We didn't get at. It's like they got a fucking big highway that goes right into Mexico, and all of a sudden you're in Tijuana to town square. Well, and you're lucky, too, because you found out you had a pistol magazine in your bag. 
That would have been a major fuck up. I had my computer bag had a 40 clip in it. Magazine. Magazine. They'll go crazy. Okay. A 40 magazine with uh, 16 rounds or 15 rounds in it, whatever is full. And I, I noticed it going through my bag yesterday. I was like, oh, my fuck. They'd had my ass. And, but luckily, Mexico don't check, and they only check come back to America, and they didn't check my bags. And if they would have, I was in America, so they did just probably tell me, you dumb bastard, you're in that prison. <laughs> so we go down there. That's a big-time offense down there. Oh, fuck, that's like, prison. That's like under the jail. Oh, I would still be, I would never get out. You don't think so? No. I, I mean, who knows? It depends if someone, I ain't got enough money to bribe anybody down there for that. Um, I'd have tried to get in a jail scape or some shit. You'd have had you'd have lost weight the not fun way. Oh no shit! The beans and tortilla for the rest of your life way. I'm gonna tell you right now. I thought about this last night. That's scary. If I could have got out of that fucking prison, I'd have got myself to the fucking Pacific Ocean and I'd have swam my ass just, to America. Just swim. How far if, is it? Oh, fucking swim from from the border to border. It's like a hundred hundred yards. You have to swim out maybe a quarter of a mile. I can swim. That's what I'd have done. Hmm. Then I got in America, and I can deal with the Border Patrol. I wouldn't, when I got to America, and I said, am I in America? Yes, I'm thank you, fucking God. Please. See, and my luck is they go through my bag. That's no, the luck Nobody I checks have. you, though. That's, it doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter. Well, I would, That's the luck I have. You, I would have had an oh shit moment because I'd had no clue. Yeah, it would have blindsided you. I'd have been like, uh, God damn it, Michelle. <laughs> it's my wife's bag. <laughs> but uh, so – we go down there, they do blood work, EKG on a Monday. On Tuesday morning, they operate, or Tuesday afternoon, they operated on me. It's not a bad surgery. And I'm going to tell you what, for everybody out there that's battling this weight shit, because we're a fat society. And now that I'm losing weight a little bit and I've been looking around and shit, we are surrounded by fat asses. Because everywhere I look, I started looking at young people, like at the airport and stuff. Uh-huh. You don't see thin young people like you used to. Uh-uh. Everybody's fat. Everybody. I mean, there are kids and there are people that you you have two sides. You have the people that are uh, fitness fanatics, and you see them everywhere. And then you see the people that shouldn't be wearing yoga pants, girls. And there's a lot of those. I and wonder why. I wonder why it's... Processed foods, Taco Bells. When I was a kid growing up, you couldn't get fast food after fucking 9 o'clock at night. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason, but now you got Taco Bell open 24 hours a day. McDonald's are open 24 hours a day. Do you think there's just a plethora of, of options? If your fat ass was hungry when I was a kid at 9 o'clock at night, you went in the kitchen and had to actually cook something. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a microwave. We didn't even have a microwave until I was probably 11, 10, 11, 12 years old. They were expensive, too. A microwave back then was $1,000. Well, that was a lot of money back then. So you didn't have That's a lot I'm, of money on a fucking microwave today. When we got our, it is. That's what I'm saying. Microwaves you can buy a microwave today for a hundred bucks. Yeah. When 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 we first got our first microwave, my mom had a microwave cookbook, <laughs> and it was all kinds of cool shit you can make <laughs> in a microwave. You can make peanut brittle. You can make all kinds of shit in a microwave. And it was, but it was a new thing to everybody. You know, VCRs and microwaves all come out about the same time, and um, so. That, I think that's one of the problems. Food is so easily get, and there's so many different examples of it. If you went to a grocery store in 1975, a grocery store was pretty pretty basic. You know, you had your dry goods, you had your frozen food section, which the frozen food section actually sucked because um, most frozen foods were not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, and you had your, but you had nice meat counters and stuff. Everybody ate fresh food. There wasn't tons of processed food. <clears throat> you know, there was cereal. I wonder if that has to do with women coming into the workforce in big numbers. I, the, the, you I made think a, parents are tired. You made a p- good point not long ago about 
uh, moms working, and I can't remember what you talked about, but it was a really good point a couple of months ago. That's why wages are stagnant? Yes, Because yes. you've doubled the workforce? Yes, and, and, and I think there's got a lot to do with that. Um, yes, moms are tired, and I don't blame them, you know? No. We, I'm very spoiled. Michelle works at the lodge three months a year, and she's here six days a week during the three months that we're busy. And, and she's here most of the time. When you guys were little, she would take off in the night some and stay home with you guys if y'all want to stay home. But she's here. But we eat our meals out here. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm going home and she hasn't cooked a meal because we, we eat here. But when off-season's here, Michelle makes meals every night, even if it's just me and her. She cooks every day, and she likes to cook. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm spoiled. You boys grew up in a household where y'all come home from school and there was warm snacks. Mm-hmm. Um and mom would get up and whip something up in the middle of the night if y'all wanted something. Y'all were very fortunate compared to most people. But I think you're right. Most women today work all day, and they work 40 hours a week. Why do they want to come home and cook dinner with the husband? So they stop and grab something. Or, or kids snack. Or kids snack, and they don't. We, just don't, we don't eat good as a society. When I, when I was a kid, I'll tell you a snack for us at night and a treat. Now, I didn't grow up with any money, so I'm sure some people that had a lot more money had a lot better snack. But... We would have popcorn right, and watch TV. My mom would make a pot of popcorn, the old-fashioned kind, that actually popped on the stove. See, and I think that's a free – I think that's – I think that's. I think you're okay to eat popcorn. Yeah, it's not a bad snack right. at all. But that's a snack we had. We didn't have – we didn't go eat a fucking box of Oreos. Little Debbie's. And little Debbie's. And um, we did have little Debbie snacks, though, some, but we didn't eat them like that. But my mom, at, you know, at 8 o'clock at night, she goes, you boys want some popcorn? And she'd pop popcorn. We'd have popcorn and – you know, drink Kool-Aid or something and watch a movie or whatever we were doing. But that was our snack. And, you know, nobody was ever eating at 10 o'clock at night. No. You know, how often, now you, you and Jesse, I used to make fun of Jesse especially because Jesse was so strict on, especially with Reese. Jameson, for some reason, has a get-out-of-jail-free card. He eats a lot different than Reese's habits are. But Reese's habits are instilled in him already because Reese will already ask about, can I have that or can I have this? Jameson, have you noticed he doesn't ask? <laughs> if he's quiet, <laughs> he's getting something he's, he's get, not supposed he's to. He's getting into something. But uh, Jesse instilled some good eating habits in him. Mm-hmm. And um, y'all recently eat fruit and stuff, which we eat a lot of fruit at our house. Uh, I eat healthy for a fat guy. My problem <laughs> is I also eat a lot of bad, bad shit too. But I, I, I like salads and I like fruits and stuff like that. But as a society, kids today – aren't usually taking an orange upstairs and peeling it and eating it in their room. Well, fuck, no, it's a lot easier and better on your fucking taste palate for an Oreo. That, and that's what they do, and yeah. that's, that's what we've gotten into. But back when I was a kid, you'd go down the cookie aisle, there wasn't all the – they didn't have all the different things they have nowadays. Right. And they didn't have all the sweets. And I, Fuck, look at an ice cream aisle. Me and, mom, me and mom went grocery shopping yesterday, and, and we were in Abilene at United. There's 400 different types of fucking ice cream now to get. See, that's where you're going wrong already. You got to stay on any. the. I know, but you got to stay on the outside of the building. That's where everything fresh is. The outside. You go through the middle aisles, and that is just Temptation Island. That is that is your chips. That's your cookies. That's your ding dongs. That's your ice cream. You got to stay right on the outside, like that. Well, I that's didn't... your that's that's your fruits and vegetables. Your meats. Your beer and toiletries, and then uh, dairy, and then you're out the fucking If you door. go to Haskell, the modern way, there also is the, the ice cream aisles on that outside. They've the hacked the system. They've hacked the system. They know. They know <laughs> this is their last stop, and they're fucking tired, and their kids are going to start yelling about right here, and they're going to give in. Well, parents are one of the main reasons we got so many fat kids, because when I was a kid, you didn't fucking eat all day long, and you played outside. 
That's got a lot to do with and, it. And we played outside all the time. We never played. The fuck, there wasn't nothing to do inside. We had a toy room. We had three, we, we, me and Tony grew up in a three-bedroom house, and we shared a room when we were little, and we had a room, an extra room, and it was our toy room. And we had all of our toys in it, and I had fucking electric train set, Legos, race car sets, all kinds of shit. And we played in there at nighttime or if it was raining. Right. And that was it. We didn't play in there any other time because we outside. We were outside until it was time to come in. Yeah. And um, kids today don't go outside. I, and I don't think there's any way that you can break that cycle. No, I don't. There's, there's. And what is? I mean, it's obvious what the problem is, but the solutions are not so obvious the, because, let's say somebody did want to go. Like I saw fucking kids riding their bikes two days ago. Like what the fuck is this? Where'd they steal them at? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this. This is an anomaly. But like, so like, even if you wanted to go play outside, who are you gonna play outside with? Yeah, there's nobody. Everybody else is on their fucking phone, soaking up air conditioning. We live at the end of at the street, but on our block, there's one, two, three houses that have kids. Very seldom do I ever see kids outside playing. Right. Very seldom. Um. Uh, and it's easier as it's easier to parent if they're on the inside. Oh, you don't have to yeah. fucking worry about well, them going down the block or getting you know chased by a dog or you just whatever. You don't have to worry about anything. They're in their room. That's the shit we had to worry about when my parents were kids. Nowadays, you got to worry about someone enticing them, trying to steal them, well, and the shit that you used to not have to worry about. I don't think. I don't. I think. I think. I think that kind of crime has gone down actually. If you uh, look at if you look at the numbers, I hope. That's I think right. it's just more publicized. Um. I talked to the lady, the man, the lady from Georgia also talked about this. We talked about small town life, and we were talking about living in Atlanta compared to living in Knox City, which is only about five million people difference. And I told her, I said, "Listen, I said, where I live at right now, I know who my neighbors are. If I see somebody that's new at their house, I notice it. Mm-hmm. While we're gone, we have cameras at our house and stuff. But I said, if someone." was to come to my house that doesn't belong. One of my neighbors would notice and probably call me. They have my phone number. Or they would call the police and have them go, look, my police officer knows we're out of town. And it's it's we don't have to worry about stuff like that. And she goes, wouldn't that be nice to live in a world like that? I said, that's the world I still live in. I said, it would be nice if it would ever be that way again. She goes, I honestly don't know how we'd ever get back to that point. You and won't. we won't. No. We'll never be that way again. The last great places in our country to live and raise a family are in small towns in the middle of America. And now, it's hard to it's hard to make a living in small it, towns. It is. That, it's hard it, to get it's hard to get people away from the hustle and bustle. Well, it's the the, the one of being able to have something at their fingertips at all times. That's also a big part of it. There's a lot of people now have realized they yeah. can work from home through this COVID shit that could move their families and get away from that. But then again, they're like, I want to go to the movies at 11 o'clock at night, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Well, you give up a little bit of that when you get away. But if I had a young family and I could get away from it, and it's not just the middle of America. You can go, you can get 70 miles off the coast anywhere in this country, right. and you're going to be in small town America because you get 70 miles off California. Those people in them small towns, they think just like we do mm-hmm. in Oregon and Seattle. And if you get in inner New York, upstate New York, they think the same as we do. But you get you, but you got to get away from the coastlines, and you got to get away from the big cities that are in the middle. Chicago is a shithole, but if you get seventy miles outside of Chicago, yeah, there's no different than us. They think they think like we do. They have the same values. So those big cities are just shitholes. Anyways, let's go to let's talk about Mexico. So, anyways, I went and had surgery. They they, they operate on me. Twenty minutes. A, twenty minutes. 
the first day is it was a miserable experience. Man, I've had so many calls from people. I've got lots of fat friends. And are they, are they going to get on the I've had bandwagon? So, so many people ask me about my experience, and I've been thinking about doing this and blah blah blah. And I'm I'm pretty hasty about shit. If I decide to do something, I'm doing something. Well, you don't want to overthink it. I, if I would have, I'd have never done it. Really? I was overthinking it the night before. Like, what am I getting? I into? was thinking, God, I can't ever have Coca Cola again. That's okay. You don't need Coca Cola. Well, but I like Coca Cola. But you don't need Mexican it. Coke. You don't need on it. Ice. I don't need it. But but so it's doing but you a favor. Anything with carbonation, you can't have. Topo Chico. No Topo Chico. No, no Topo Chico Oof. even. So I mean, there's things I like to drink that I can't ever have. Again. Now that, will that to. just upset your stomach? It expands your stomach too much. The carbonation expands it, so you're not supposed to have it again. Ever again? And they said, "Do not ever have it again." I asked the lady, I said, well, Coke Icy's don't have carbonation in it, do they? She goes, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, hack the system. You've thought about this, haven't you? I'm going to get this fat because I don't like certain <laughs> foods. But uh, my experience, the people that worked there were great. It was a great time. We did have a murder right outside of our hospital room. And when I say hospital in Mexico, I'm not using that term like if you're looking at uh, – Cook's Children's in Fort Worth or a big hospital. It's like uh, downtown Knox City, and one of them is a three-story building, and it's got an auto shop next door, and you're getting surgery at the one next to it. And we're right on the street, and the cartel bumped a guy off right in front of our room. We were on the third floor right down below us on the street. Oh, 25 yards from our room, they killed a guy. Nobody saw a thing. They see he probably got hit by a car. <laughs> That's going to go into with, the police. With, with three slugs in him. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fucker, got the body laying out there, got a sheet on him, got a shoe laying over there. Shot him out of his shoe. And def- he definitely got hit by a car. Yeah. If he lost his shoe, that's a, that's a telltale sign. They had had one car. the day before when we were there. And I asked the locals about it. said, ah, they don't mess with us. We don't mess with them. We don't. They, if you don't mess with so bad people. So he was people, a bad character. He was a dope dealer. He either owed them money or snitched on somebody or something. When we were leaving out, we saw the Mexican National Guard. And let me tell you something. Them motherfuckers had on BDUs like soldiers, and they trained with the Israeli army. Really? And them fuckers had black mask on and not the COVID fucking mask because there wasn't a lot of people in Mexico wearing a mask. That's what. That's another thing about the COVID that gets me. If the COVID's you're, you're as bad in. as it is in a third world country with a horrible, shitty wow. health system, and there's not, they're not overran with it, and nobody was wearing a mask. You're in a border town in Mexico. There's a lot of other shit that's probably going to kill you other than COVID. Well, I wouldn't I would take my, anybody, so it didn't matter. I would take my chances with, no, I'm talking about for people that live there. Like, they're not worried about COVID. They got other, they got fucking stray bullets that right. catch I just them in the noodle on a daily. COVID was as horrible as it was, everybody <coughs> be sick that was there. <clears throat> also, it could be herd immunity. We did not get to yes. talk about that with uh, uh, the the doctor, I forget, that, Geisbert, Dr. Geisbert. That's why Texas's numbers are down. Fuck yeah, everybody's, everybody that's, that's going to get it's already had it. Yep. So, uh, anyways, the the National Guard was next to us. They had a fifty cal on a buck of like a Hummer like pickup, and there's about nine of them sitting on these deals in two different vehicles, and they were strapped to the gill. Yeah, and the guy told me he said uh, the cartels don't fuck with them guys. Well, fuck I said, no. I said they don't. He said no. He said they'll fuck with the police, but he said them fuckers right there they don't fuck with. And them some bitches look like they were ready to do business, and they were going <laughs> up in the hills right there where the cartel is. But Tijuana's crazy. You're like you're on a street. And there's a wall right next to you, and you're on a Mexican, busy Mexican thoroughfare there, and the wall's right next to it, and that's fucking America. I can spit in America. Right. It, it just, it's just nuts how, it just how crazy it is. One side of the wall is fucking chaos, and the other side is San Diego. We were we were riding a vehicle, and there was three black ladies in the vehicle with me and mom, and um, 
mom sure did not want me to bring up politics. I could promise you anything. And the driver goes, oh, there's the Obama-Trump wall. Nah. There's two walls there. I go, what do you mean the Obama-Trump wall? And he goes, well, Obama built that first wall on this one black lady. You could tell it pissed her off. more. He goes, he did. When he was president is when they built that wall. The second wall was built when Donald Trump was in office. <laughs> he goes, if you notice, Trump's is a little bit bigger and stronger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anybody that's that's struggling with this, is, seriously, you ought to look into this. It was a They pick you up at the airport in San Diego. They dr- took us over in a, in a suburban. They brung us back. We stayed at the Bayfront Hilton the, the, the last night. Thursday night, get on a plane Friday. I had a surgery six days ago. I'm doing everything I want to do other than eating. And I'm not hungry. Now, the the rooming conditions are not what you had been sold. Me and mom are snobs. I wouldn't do this in either. Well, I, I would have no choice. It's not like I go across the street to Holiday Inn Express. Well, I understand, but I'm not. Me, I, 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 you're not a snob because this is not something I would want to do either. But me and mom are used to staying at. We stay at nice places usually. Even if it's a Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn Express would have been nice compared to this. Yeah. We, uh, when I booked this, they, they talk about this beach place they have. And everybody goes to the beach house and you can go horse riding. But let me tell you something. At Fat Camp is what I was calling it. A lot of those people have no sense of humor either. The word fat ass and fat camp, they did not appreciate. I don't You're getting fucking surgery to lose fucking weight. You really think you're thin? Right. I mean, fuck. If someone says, hey, a bunch of fat asses, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they they had a fucking place to rent horses on the beach for these people riding. So there's a bunch of fat fuckers need, riding these horses. Those horses need some strong backs. They needed fucking Clydesdales for some of them people. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the fucking poor horses. I said, like, yeah, poor bastard. The fucking knees buckle seven when they days hop on of, them. Seven days a fucking week and got a fat, fat fucker riding them up and down the beach. You know, they want spring break to happen. So I got some young 110-pound bikinis on them. Hmm. Uh, but we stayed at this beach house, and we get there, and... We go to room five hundred five or whatever it was, and we go. And it reminded me of a, a a condominium in Pensacola, is what it looked like. Um, one where we would have rented it for our whole family, right? Been y'all and everybody else. We'd all been in no big deal. So I open the door up, and I go, "Someone else is in here." There were some sandals on the floor. He goes, "Yeah, that's the other people." I go, "What other people?" Well, y'all sweet mates. I go, <clears throat> "I rented a private room." Oh yeah, yeah. Here's your room. It's private. <laughs> no, that's a bedroom. It's not a private. There's not a locks on it. There's not nothing there. So I, what would happen if you had not got the private room? Have we ever figured that out? It would have been the same fucking thing. They just call it a private room. When I booked it, I want a private room. Oh, yes, you have a private room. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Well. You didn't pay any extra for a private room or anything. No, but that's how they, they misconstrued the whole system, situation. Well, you're with in me. Mexico. So I go, so the guy's in there, and I said, hold on, I got my laptop, and I booked a room in San Diego for Thursday night. I said, we're going to Thursday night, and I said, I'm not happy, and y'all are going to take us to to the Hilton. Oh, we can, we can arrange that. I said, okay, that's fine. I said, you told I him said, you're not happy? Fuck not. I said, I was pissed. I said, we go on fucking vacation. We go stay. I said, first y'all call this a resort. That's kind of pushing it a little bit. Who are you telling this to? This guy's name was Johnny. Really nice guy. He was the concierge type dude. And he had to listen to this shit? Yeah. I go, would you want to keep your family up here with some stranger? Oh, they're nice people. I've met them. I said, he goes, we've got cameras everywhere. I said, so you got cameras in our room here? Well, no, in the hallway. I said, how do you know they're not going to steal all my shit? I got a camera. I got a fucking Glock or a fucking clip for a Glock. Magazine. Or a magazine for a Glock. You know, I said, so who knows what's going to get shit? I didn't know I had the magazine at the time. He's like, oh, no, no, we've never had no problems, blah, blah, blah. I said, so they're just some fellow fat asses that are here for surgery. <laughs> Yeah, he had surgery. He just came back today. 
So we went down at eight and come back up. And then we met our roommates or suite mates or whatever. They were nice people. But it's not what you want to do. I was wanting my own prophecy. And they were wanting the same fucking thing. Yeah. He told me the same thing. He said, I was fucking shocked also. I said, well, you got fucking lucky. You got us as roommates. You know, fucking, <laughs> you hit the fucking lotto. And um, so that was the only thing I did not like was that the, the rooming conditions the first night. Well, and the bed and, is. Well, then when I opened the door to our bedroom and it looked like they robbed Granny's fucking garage sale. There's a the the room reminded me of the room that is being Granny's attic at a family reunion, and it's the last room that nobody has. To, it's the last person gets it. It's where Fuller sleeps. I'm yeah, home exactly. But it, it actually, piss the, the bed. bed was actually very comfortable. But it was like a queen size, uh, full size bed or something. And I asked Johnny, I said, "Look at that bed." I go, "This is a fat fucking camp." And me and Michelle are supposed to sleep in that. We we have a king size bed at house. You know what is going on here? <laughs> He goes. He just kind of laughed a lot and shit, but uh, he liked me. He texts me all the time now. God. But um, it, it was just a, that was the only type of situation. Other than that, once we got to the hospital, it was good. Now, that was my experience. Your mother's experience was not near as pleasant mm -hmm. because Coach Steele tells me, oh, yeah, it's great, Jeff. He said, and if Michelle wants a margarita, they'll bring her a margarita. So I sold Michelle on this deal that, listen, I go having this fat surgery at a fucking resort. Right. They've got a swimming pool downstairs. You can go lay out at the pool all day long. Do the same shit you would do at home in Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, they got margaritas. So she's thinking, hey, we're going to now Jade in Cancun. You know, right. all inclusive. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. I oversold it, Michelle. <laughs> because she stayed in a hotel room with me Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday and Wednesday in Mexico. And then we flew back. Then we got back to, then we stayed at the Hilton Thursday and Friday. It wasn't bad. But the, the actual. Host, hotel hospital room. She stayed in the actual same room with me, and they had a little cafeteria. She went down and ate one day at. And Did she not eat the other day? She ate fucking, she had some beef jerky and shit. She wouldn't call. I said, Michelle, just have them bring you something to eat. We went out and ate Monday night somewhere. They let you have your last meal. In Tijuana? In Tijuana. Like you're walking around? We went to stay right there. The, the, the place is called Rosarita, and it's kind of a little um, tourist area where the, the condo was. And they had a steakhouse. A real nice steakhouse. Where the cartel is not. I'm sure they have. That's what the guy tells us. Oh, Rosarito's real safe. I go, how come every fucking house has got bars on it then? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I said, well, my neighborhood's safe, and there ain't a fucker one of us got a damn bar on the window. <laughs> I was too many questions for those guys. Yeah. And um, You start poking holes in their logic yeah, about some but, shit. And they lock you down in that condo, too. It's got a big uh, fenced-up parking garage. But we walked right real across safe. the street to a steakhouse. And it, was, it was daylight, and it was. I never felt uncomfortable there at all. The steakhouse was very good. One of the coolest steakhouses I've been to. An old, I don't know how old the building was. Had old waterfall. It was. It, it was. A, it was a good meal. Had it the last night, and then we ate. Then mom ate again. I did. I have still haven't had a meal. Well, you're not going to for another week, right? I, no, I can have some yogurt and stuff like that. Well, that's, that's not. A, that's not a meal. No, that's, but I took, that's a snack. I took two spoons of yogurt and I couldn't. I was full. <laughs> but if you can't feed nothing, you can't you can't lose weight. Six weeks in, eight weeks in, I can eat whatever I want. It'd just be small portions. And it's well worth the sacrifice. But there's someone out here that's listening that's been thinking about doing this. If, if you're having that same deal issue, fucking hurting and shit and stuff, and you're too fat and you lose weight, go do this shit. Don't, don't. And, and I've had so many people, I can't believe you went to that extreme. Well, what the fuck else am I supposed to do, you know? Pay 20 grand here, 15 grand here. Uh, it's the same extreme, though. No, 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 no. I, no, I think they're saying, why did you go oh, to Mexico? Oh, no, I have people that can't believe that I even had it done. 
I just joined no. a gym and do this and do that. You weigh 170 pounds. It's real easy to say that. Didn't you say there was somebody there that weighed like 220 guy, pounds? There's a guy that weighed 240. It, uh, 240? Yeah, he was six foot tall, 240 pounds. I'm thinking, I want to get down to that. That's what <laughs> I want to be right there. You're my, you're my ideal. You know, so Michelle asked me, she goes, why didn't you ask him why? Why he was doing it? So he went out and he was eating and he was by himself. And he said, hey, if y'all go eat, let us know. So we walked over to his room to ask him if he so wanted to So this is, is this like a dormitory type deal? Like everybody's a, fucking like, talking like, to one another? No, no, no. He was on the same bus we were oh. going over in the same suburban riding back. But, but. There, there's small pods of groups of people. And there was like five people that were having surgery the same day I was. And they're so, all like, hey, let's hang out. Let's go have dinner and yeah, all they, that shit. They were. I wasn't into all that. Yeah. But he was a real nice guy. He was a, uh, uh, a shop teacher in Wisconsin. Really good guy. Cannot stand Joe Biden, by the way. Real smart guy, too. Mm-hmm. He was a really good guy. Anyways, um, he was by himself, and he said something about eating, so we went and knocked on his door. We go to the restaurant, and he's there, and I said, hey, we went by to see if you want to eat with us, and he come over and sit down with us and ate with us. And Michelle, first thing she said, she goes, why are you having the surgery? He goes, well, I just fluctuate a little bit. I go up 20 pounds, down 20. I thought, man, that's an extreme fucking, med- <laughs> fucking deal to do that at 240 pounds. But you do realize, and I, and I guess, you know, mom also has to get on board with this, with the desserts and all the stuff that's constantly. No, I have to. She's not going to change cooking when you guys are around. If it's just me and her, yes. But she doesn't make it easy. Well, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just cut it out. Well, you invited me over to eat your house last night. I had steak and potatoes. You're not going to. That sounded pretty fucking good, though. But I'm, it's, not a, it's not a chocolate no. Triple layer chocolate cake or no. anything like that. No, no, and it's like at the lodge. I'm just gonna have to eat, but I won't be able to eat much of anything and hold it in. As long as I just be portion control is the biggest problem. Oh, you'll have portion control. You got a fucking stomach the size of a, that little bottle over there now. Um, there's a guy on our podcast page that had the same deal because he's messaged me a couple times. I don't want to mention his name because I don't know. If, some people are weird about this. They don't want nobody to know they had it. I don't, I'm not ashamed because. What are they going to think? Like they see you in a year, like you got fucking AIDS or you got cancer? Like, hey, is everything all right? The first person. You're down 200 pounds. I had a, I went to, I had a guy on city council that had the surgery and he lied about it. I'll never forget that. And he lost a bunch of weight. And I saw him one time, and he's like 60, 70 pounds lighter, like over a two-month period. I'm like, God damn, what the fuck's wrong with him? He's sick. And I asked him about it. Oh, I'm on this diet. I said, what kind of diet are you on? Oh, the cheerleader diet. Just got to push away from that table. Just push him back, push him back, is what he told me. And I thought, that fucker's had surgery. I know he has. <laughs> so I asked somebody that was a friend of his, and I just brought it up. Hey. I was calling Bob. I said, when did Bob have stomach surgery? Oh, about two months ago. Ah. I, was like, I knew that some bitch was lying to me. And then I asked him about it. I said, hey, and I just didn't ask him about it. I asked him about the actual surgery. When did you have it? Blah, blah. And he was telling me about it. And I thought, why not just tell people that in the first place? Because right. someone like me at that time, about 70 pounds ago, might have done this. If you would have told me, hey, what it was like. And I don't understand the people that wanna that are ashamed of it. I mean, you go get fake tits done. You get your fucking Botox. You know, you get ass fat shoved in your lips and shit. What's the big fucking deal? Trust me, women out there, we do have a lot of women listeners, more and more of them. If you got your fucking lips plumped up and you can't fucking move your teeth, lips when you talk, <laughs> we, we all tell. know. Fucking we, we know. Drop the act, lady. Those are not real. There's a lady from Knox City that's 75 years old, and I saw a picture of her the other day on Facebook. She looks hideous. She looks like the fucking Joker. I bet I know who you're talking about. You know exactly about. who I'm talking about. Because I saw the same picture, and, and like, I thought, God oh, my goodness, that is. She's way pulled back. Like It looks horrible. Try to look young. Like Keep that keep that going as much as you can, but when you start looking fake. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. And you got the cheek implants yeah. and the big old fucking fish lips, and they're red, and it's not a good look. No. Give it, it up. Someone in her family should say, Mom, 
That's enough. Enough's enough. You look like a fucking plastic clown. You know? They're going to have to fucking... There's no way they can bury you with all that shit. <laughs> you know? It's all going to have to be melted first. Now, did, now they do cosmetic surgery there, too, don't they? They, they, they do that. They do, they do boobs and all kinds of stuff. Not at the same place I was, but they have them all over. I'm going to tell oh. you what. Tijuana is a... Uh, is is big business there. They have two big medical plazas they've built, and it's all medical tourism is what they call it. They even have a medical line for coming back across the state. You get in a traffic line really? for just people with surgery. Wow. And it was real backed up, so we went the other one. Now, let me tell you something. Going into Mexico is easy. Coming back to the United States isn't hard, but it's quite the experience. I'm sure. You've been to Mexico for four, four days. Four-lane highway with vendors in the middle of the road. <laughs> like, Are they selling churros? Yes. Churros, windshield wipers. <laughs> Uh, car batteries, uh, you name it. If they make it in Mexico and they can steal it out of a factory, they're selling that motherfucker on the I'd road. I'd rather sell in. churros and fucking car batteries. Those are going to be quite difficult to lug around. Chicklets. Oh, yeah, you'd see chiclets. some fu- yeah, ch- chiclets, fucking uh, all kinds of food, drinks, um, homemade tacos. I'm telling you right now, from a fat boy, there was taco stands on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, right in the middle of the fucking road, they're frying up fucking tacos and tortillas and shit, and you're like, fuck. And these people are eating and just driving down the road, but a lot of people go to Mexico and buy shit. Our border patrol mm-hmm. agent, it's funny, we pulled through and the border agent come up and he asked us what we had done and we told him we had surgery. Do y'all have anything to declare? Any medicines? Blah, 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 blah. I said, no, nothing to declare. He goes, you don't have any medicine? I said, oh, we got some medicine. Well, don't you think you should declare it? I said, okay. I said, I don't even, couldn't even tell you what it is. What is it? I said, that's a pain medicine, something like Gas-X. <laughs> Mexican Gas-X is like in a package and you suck half the package out. And then the next time you suck the other half of it out and it tastes like fucking icing. It's fucking horrible. Lemon icing. And could be worse. And and he goes, okay, what kind of pain pills is that? I said, I don't know. He goes, where are they at? So then the, that blue bag, that blue uh, suitcase is opened up, and then there's the middle part, and it's right there, and they're in a bag, a Ziploc bag. You can see them all. They gave them to me. So he starts to open it up. He goes, what, do you know? You don't know what kind of pain medicine is? I said, no. I said, it don't work very fucking good. I can tell you that much. I said, it's about like Tylenol. He goes, did you go to the pharmacy and get any extra? I said, I told you this shit don't work very good. He said, it sounds good to me. He zipped it up, and that was the end of it. And, and that was the whole, that was the, the but it, it took two hours to get across the border when it only took 10 minutes to get across. That was the only part of the thing, but it was interesting to see all the shit. And let me tell you something. You think you got a neighborhood that's got some tweakers in it? Mm-hmm. They got a place where they call the Zombie Hill. Oh, really? That's where they all go? And it's about a half a mile stretch maybe on the highway in Tijuana under bridges. And let me tell you something. You could film the fucking walking dead right there. Mm. There are people flailing all over the place trying to walk. Fucking eyes are fucking the size of quarters. I mean, it's a rough fucking place. That guy goes, oh, we're going to go through the zombie land. Zombie land. And, and, And he said they did film part of the walking dead in a ditch over here. He showed me where they filmed it and stuff. He called it the Los Angeles River. It's just a big cement deal that takes all the water out to the ocean when it rains, which it doesn't rain very often. What a fucking... I, there's no way. Tijuana was not that bad a place. It really wasn't. Other than the... the other the, than the murder. The, other the, than the two murders yeah. and the and the tweakers and the zombie land. And other than that and the the dirt and all that, it wasn't bad. You're fucking... You've lost your mind. It, it was not a bad experience. I'm telling you right now that... Uh, any big city in America has the same kind of shit happening. But the, they've the, the the people there were so nice, and you didn't have to cut through all the bullshit, the red tape. One thirty in the morning, the first night, I felt nauseous and I was hurting a little bit. And I got up and walked, 
and I walked to the nurse's station. Which as soon as you got your door, the nurse, it's just like a hospital here, the nurse's station, there, and they got seven rooms on the floor. And I walk out there, and I had a walk area that was about as big as this area in here, and I, this is where I do my laps to walk. And because um, that's the main key to this deal is walking. The walking gets a gas out of the inside of your stomach. Got not, a fart. Not, not in your colon, though. It's in, it's where they blow you up to do the surgery. And I um, I had told the, the guy working there, the lady, I can't remember what it was, I said, listen, I don't feel good. I said, I'm hurting a little bit. My stomach. Uh, it's hurting. A little nauseous. I said, yes, okay. And just turns around behind him, opens up packaging, gives you medicine. You don't have to fucking, you don't have to call a doctor and all that other bullshit. And it saved time. And it was it was very professional and they got shit done. The worst experience for me was a fucking IV. <laughs> that was the worst thing of the whole deal. Big old pussy. They, they, it took them three pokes to get my IV done. And that hurt. And that was the thing that hurt the most. And this is the funniest part of the whole deal is that, uh, or not funniest, I was hurting a lot, and that lady said, "Well, I think you were gonna, they do a test where they may drink you drink this barium stuff, and they do like a, a X ray, and it shows to make sure there's no leakage. So I didn't have no leaks. So then they pull this drain. They got a drain inside of you. And let me tell you something. They pulled out a fucking drain. That motherfucker was a, honestly was eight inches long and had like a tube sock on the end. Of that motherfucker, and they pulled that switch out of my stomach and went, and all that gas and shit come out. Fucking, you talking about feeling better?" And I didn't know what was in there. What's the drain for? It just for drains gas? out, making no. It just drains out any blood and stuff that's in there. Oof. And and they would they would squeeze it out of there at night time. That was the nastiest part. But they uh, that was the only thing. And once that's out of you, you feel so much better. I got that in my IV out on Wednesday night, and by that by that time, I feel a thousand times better. I'm, I feel perfect now. So other than not being able to eat much, but I'm not hungry, and we'll see. Um, probably be sponsored by this company before long. <laughs> I'm gonna be the spokesmodel for them. You know. What's your target weight? Uh, down to 180 pounds. Woo! And that's going to take me about a year and a half to two years to get. Jeez. I'm a lean, mean fighting machine. I weigh 170. Uh, well, you need three. To start, you need to start fucking working out. 173. I weighed not too long ago. I weighed 189 pounds when I was 25 years old, and I would love to get down to below that. Now, you're, honestly. If I probably two twenty is probably what I'm going to get down to. You do realize you're going to have to move your ass a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to start walking and exercising. I like to start running again one day. I mean, it, if you really want to make that last push, no, no, you're right. A little bit of physical exertion in the morning does the body good. Get your mind right, ready for battle in the day. That's what I've learned because I, I I'm quite. I've got a full schedule, a full plate. If I don't do my workout first thing in the morning, it does not get done. If I say, I'll come back to it whenever whenever the kids are whatever. If it does not get done in the morning time, one of the first things for me to do, it does not get done. Well, So, take that little bit of advice however you want to, but I would wake up. Get it done. 30 minutes is all it takes. Now, I'm going to start walking every morning. And my grandkids wear me out in a swimming pool. Well, and that'll help and, too. And we got a new pool, and it's got it's. I'm, I can swim laps, but I'm gonna buy me a Peloton. You're just gonna do it. I'm gonna buy one. Yep, I'm gonna buy me a Peloton probably in two months. <laughs> just hell with what mom says. I don't listen to her anyways. She <laughs> you, she's the reason you didn't buy it last year. It's because I told her how much they were, and what gets me about that is. She don't ever bitch about anything. Money. Spending money? Yeah, and all of a sudden she's got like this fucking deal about it. Oh, damn, that's $2,500. You don't have a clue if we got a dollar or $3. What's the matter? You know? 
It's not going to make any difference in you, you know? And I thought, I just, I got money cash back hit everywhere. She don't know about it. I'll just fucking go buy this bitch. I'm going to buy one now, but I figured it out. Up. No, fuck no. I won the motherfucker in a contest. Oh. I already figured it up. <laughs> I want to tell her. I won that. No, I'm good. I'm going to buy one. She ain't going to say it. She, she'll, if she, she'll buy something. It'll be all right. But. It, but yeah, that's the only thing in our whole marriage. I've never ever had her. She's never been ever a stickler. Say anything about anything I buy, which usually I don't even ask. That's what I was pissed off about was asking. She just bought the motherfucker, <laughs> and then she didn't never said nothing. And I was like, I think I'm buying one of these. And she's like looking at him. She goes, hey, That's like twenty five hundred dollars. Like, yeah, okay. You know what we could do with twenty five hundred dollars? Well, yeah, I can buy a Peloton. That's exactly what I'm going to do with twenty five hundred dollars. What do you think we're going? What are we missing out on here? To shell at the house, or do, what are we not doing that right. we need twenty five hundred dollars for? <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I don't. I, I'm like, what, what, what are we? What do you need that costs twenty five hundred dollars that we don't have in this house? Oh, nothing. Okay, <laughs> you know, are you all about saving money all of a sudden? Uh, you don't want to spend money. Yeah, she's not Miss Frugal. Uh, not at all. I mean, just like when she took the fucking kids to Academy to buy baseball shit. Mm. So, anyways, I'm I'm. Well, I, if this is if you're if you're serious about this life change, I am. I went and got exci- fucking Mexico to get surgery. I'm excited for you. I wouldn't go to Mexico for surgery if I wasn't serious about it. Well, I'm excited for you. But um, yes, I do need some support. I'm sure sometimes, um, but I don't think food is going to be my problem. I really don't because I'll be eating smaller portions. I think the thing is, is I need to be probably more on the exercise. Is going to be probably my biggest stand up. But that's what I'm saying. You just get up, don't even fucking think about it, put your shoes on, and do it for 30 minutes. And that's it. That's, and then you're done for the day. That's And that's. And that. if you do anything extra that day, it's just bonus. Yep, you're right. 30 minutes. That's all it takes. That's a fucking, that's a King of Queens episode. But the problem is, and this happens to me a lot, like I'll sit down and I'll be a little tired and like I'll sit down and I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll do it after my coffee. I'll say that. And then fucking hour goes by and it's, I got to go to work and. Everything else. So just get up, get it done, and move on about your day. And I will tell you this. When days that I get my workout done in the morning, my fucking day is perfect. My mind is clear. You've got something hard done that day, and it's just the day is yours then. But cognitively, I am much sharper when my workout's done in the morning. Well, I've had a lot of people message me about this already. And if you have any questions, let me know. If you're serious about it, if you're not serious, uh, don't kick tires with me on shit. If you're really serious about it and got questions, let me know. But what do you think the over under is on people messaging me? I bet I get fifty messages on this. Mm. No, I've had a I'm dozen going, already. I'm going. I'm taking the under. Taking the under. Okay, we'll see what it is. But anyways, if you're, we got a lot of fat listeners, Andy. Well, I mean, if you just look at statistics, then yeah, probably so. Probably. Just our, if, if our, you look at America in general. Let's look at our pro staff in general. I, I How think, would you rate our pro staff on their health? They're on the plus side. When Zach's out here, it's it's good. It balances, <laughs> kind of gets balanced back out. <laughs> Bo, Bo's not big. It's Bo, really just Blake and Blake and Josh. Are Josh ain't two, fat. Are the only two big boys that Josh we have. is cut like a fucking bag of dope. He's big boned. Big boned. He worked out too much. What'd you say you squatted in high school? Like five fifty. 650. That's where he got those fucking monster thighs from. And Tony don't guide no more, so Tony fattens up the staff. <laughs> All right, let's get off here. Thank how, long, you. how long do you think until he, he gets it done? Tony will have surgery next year when hunting season's over. You're not going to do it? 
he's going to lose it all natural. Steve Barber said if, if Jeff loses a bunch of weight, Tony will be down there in six weeks. Who has been? Yeah, that's because you jack off all the time. <laughs> uh, so you're on a diet right now? Yeah. What did you have for supper last night? That's not bad. You know, that's not healthy. Tony's love eating, though. He's on the love diet. Good luck. <laughs> All right, let's get off here. All right. Uh, glad you're back. See ya. Go check out all of our sponsors. Check out Pacific Custom Calls. They do make uh, turkey calls, and it's turkey season, so you need that. BHP saves you some money. Check out Lucky Duck, Dirty Duck Coffee. The Looking Glass Duck Club is back, boys and girls. Uh, check out Boss Shot Shells, Dive Bomb Industries, Blind Grass, Gun Dog Outdoors, Goose Creek Retrievers, Bangtail Whiskey, and Sandfield Hunting Outfitters. Outfitters.